hey, hey. Are you in sales and you want to know how to smash that glass ceiling? Do you want to make more money than you ever thought was possible? You're in the right place. My name's Sandra Carter. I've been in commercial real estate for over two decades and I know how to sell. I'm going to teach you the habits, the formulas, the tips, the tricks, and the tools that you will need to be a superstar salesperson in whatever field you're in. So sit back, relax, tune in and listen to my podcast, Million Dollar Agent, and let's smash some glass ceilings together. This episode is brought to you by M2 Moringa. Hey, hey, Million Dollar Agents. Happy New Year. It's January 2023. Wow. How did that happen? How did we get to 2023? It just blows my mind. Anyway, welcome to episode 30. My name is Sandra Carter, a commercial agent, and I'm your host of this podcast, Million Dollar Agent. And this year, we are going to smash some glass ceilings together, my friends. It's all about you being the best salesperson you can be. So I'm here to help you with that. And this episode's a little bit of a reflection on last year. We talked about the end of the year, we did the goal setting for the year and the planning for the year coming into 2023. But now what I want you to do is I want you to have a think about the lessons learned. And there's usually a few of them. Now, I like to pick the top three lessons learned from the last year and try and leverage off those and not make the same mistakes because that's kind of evolution, isn't it? Learning from what we do and the mistakes we make and not doing it again and getting bigger and better and faster the next year. So yeah, I'm going to talk to you about the three things I've learned this year and the mistakes I've made and the things, the lessons that I'm taking into 2023. Now, 2022 was a bit of a roller coaster ride for anybody in sales, whether you're in the industry for a you know, 12 months, whether you've been in sales for the last 10 years, you know, there were a lot of challenges that most salespeople were facing over the year. The cost of living went up, interest rates went through the roof, inflation went up, lots of things that stop people spending money affected the market. So if you're in sales, that's going to ultimately affect your bottom line and how you perform because it changes people's spending habits and it really depends what you're selling. Now, commercial real estate, I've said this before and I'll say it again, it's not really affected by the market because it's following different trends. If the interest rates are high and it's harder to borrow money, then more people lease, so we do more leasing. So I'm lucky I'm in one of those kind of uh, economy-proof little bubbles that you just change tact and you go and do a different flavor. Like instead of listing a lot of properties for sale, we go and list a lot of properties for lease or investment stock because interest rates are higher and the investors come out because it's a it's a flow on effect. Anyway, but the market was tough. I'll admit that for, for across the board, 2022 was a challenge. And we were coming out of a COVID boom almost that saw the residential property market go absolutely crazy, particularly here in Queensland. And, you know, it doesn't have the same effect in commercial. But, you know, if you were in residential sales, things were nuts. And now the brakes are on a little bit. And I'm not going to say much more about that. But regardless of what industry you're in, regardless of what sales business you are in, you would have learned something in 2022 that you can take through to 2023 and improve. We want to improve on how we do things. So you you would have learned some lessons and it's really important to have a look at those lessons. 2020 
too was a challenging year for me on a personal level. I learned some things about people that I'm close to and it was eye-opening. I've learned that, you know, you really should need to take people's feelings into consideration and, you know, life is complex. There's, there's stuff that happens to us, you know, and if you start playing the victim and go, oh, why is this happening to me and not really break things down, you're going to have a pretty tough time. So the key is when something bad happens to you in your life, you have to pull it apart and, and work out why. So there was a couple of things that happened to me and I had to really sit back and go, why is this happening? And I worked out really a lot of it was my own doing. So, you know, this is personal stuff. I'm not going to go into it in this podcast. But, you know, if I, it did teach me one lesson that, you know, sometimes there's – everything is so complicated and there's a bigger picture to what's actually going on and why somebody does something and uh it comes back to using empathy and saying look you know you you stuffed it up but what was the reasoning behind that and pulling it apart but this episode's about lessons learned in business and I'm going to go into what the three things that I learned this year. Now, lesson number one was stand up for yourself. Now, I've mentioned this in another podcast, but I'll tell you what, it was an expensive lesson learned. So it's carried on and it's made it to number one out of my three do not do that again lessons for 2022. Now, in January this year, I sat down and made an agreement with another agency which was for a project and this agreement, I didn't like it at the time. I didn't want to do it at the time. I didn't put my hand up, stand up or lean in and say I wasn't happy. I just let it go because at the time I was grateful for the opportunity I was being offered and I didn't want to rock the boat and I was the minority. I was I was one female in a room full of males and I know I can't play that card, but it was that was the way it was. So I shut my mouth and I did what I was told and I agreed to what the room wanted. Now, if I could go back to January 2022, knowing what I know now, I would never have agreed to this particular structure. I would have stood up for myself and I would have said, nope, you need, you need me more than I need you. And I would have stood my ground, but I didn't do that. And it was an incredibly expensive lesson learnt. So this year, when I'm approached or when I'm bidding or when I'm pitching, I will stand up for what I want and I will stand my ground because I've earned my stripes. And You have to think about that too. If somebody is pressuring you into doing something you're not that comfortable with, speak up. Please find your voice, especially as females. If you're you're a female in the audience and you're listening to this and you're in sales and you often bite your tongue because you're worried about what someone else is going to say, you're worried about what they think of you, you're worried about the consequences of speaking up because, you know, as, as girls, we're all patted on the head and told, we should be seen and not heard. We're the nurturers, the carers, the quiet ones, smile, look nice, be nice, don't rock the boat. But that's 
no longer relevant. My daughter, she's scary. I can't negotiate with her. She's 13 years old and wow, she's got some sass. But I don't want to put her fire out because I want her to stand up for herself and not be subjected to the same suppressive thought processes that I went through. I want her to just think it's normal for her to put her hand up and say, no, I don't agree with that. So I want my daughter and I want you guys out there and I want the female listeners to learn from my mistake. Don't bite your tongue. Now, if you've looked at my website with my top 10 favorite books, um, I think that's from episode one or two, there's a book in there called Lean In and it's Cheryl Sandberg wrote it and it's an international bestseller and Cheryl worked for Facebook and she was the chief operating officer and she talks about exactly this, about women not putting their hands up and being heard. So it's all about when you're at the boardroom table and they're having a conversation, lean in and make yourself known and say what you think. So anyway, I'm not going to harp on about that anymore. That's that's kind of getting off track in terms of, you know, being better salespeople. It is a boys club in commercial real estate. It's a boys club in a lot of the sales areas. But you know what? It's our fault. Stop sitting back and saying nothing. Women are actually excellent salespeople. And I think now, this is dangerous, but I actually think women are better at sales than men for a few reasons. One of them is we have empathy. The other one is we can multitask. So men are excellent focusing on one particular job. And that's often why they they can be, you know, superstar salespeople. But women are good at it. We have, we can spin a lot of plates at one time and we have to because often we're the care givers in the family and you know we've got a few things we've got to deal with but anyway that's all I'm gonna say about that forest so the big picture is all of us need to learn to stand up for ourselves in business it's the utmost importance it allows you to take control over your destiny and ensure you're not taken advantage of no matter who you are it gives you powers to make decisions based on what's best for your future rather than being pushed around not stop worrying about what other people's interests are. The, being empathetic is good for business, but if you're over empathetic, it can get in your way. You need to make sure that you value your self worth in a business environment, and it shows other people too that you respect yourself, and this will lead them to respect you, and it will lead to more opportunities. It's like the snowball effect. I've spoken about this before. Ultimately, standing up for yourself, it'll give you great confidence too when it comes to the next time you have to do something, the next decision-making process, and how it'll teach you how to proceed with the situation that might may arise or a project that you're working on. And once you stand up for yourself once, it just gets easier and easier as you go. Luckily for me, the developer can see exactly what happened, and I've told him, never again. I am not doing this again. So whether I'm working with that particular developer or another one and we're doing another agreement, we're doing another project, I'm going to say, hey, been here before and this is how it turned out for me last time and to let me just tell you. So, you know, there's value in that because I can leverage off it and I can justify and explain why I will never do that again. So still a hard lesson to learn. Should have stood up for myself. So lesson number two. And I have actually done a whole podcast on this, but I have to touch base on this because 
this like this is an eye-opening lesson for me it, it was kind of like having an epiphany and that was get out of your own way now I started recording this podcast beginning of the year I reckon it must have been March I don't know but it was something that I wanted to do I felt a, a calling if you like and I had a friend who was saying you so need to get this stuff out of your head and into a podcast but you know what? I was nervous. I thought no one's going to listen to it. I'm not that good. Who wants to hear me talking? Yada, 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 on and on and on. I procrastinated. I talked myself out of it. And, you know, the loudest noise that I could hear was, what are my peers going to think? What will my competition think of me getting on there and Firstly, giving away all my secrets because that's kind of how this podcast goes. I'm telling you all of the things I know about sales. I'm not really holding back. And secondly, are they going to think, what are you doing, Sandra? Why are you telling people this? And nobody wants to hear you. But I was really blown away because after I learned to get out of my own way and I stopped caring and stop worrying about those things, the competition actually contacted me. And I'm pretty sure I've told you this before, like one of my competitors, and I have great respect for him, and he works for a corporate and he's an absolutely amazing agent, sent me a lovely email to tell me well done, that I was brave. And I could have taken that another way. I could have taken that as, and this is overanalyzing, as you were brave because you really shouldn't be doing this. But you know what? I took it on face value that he meant it was actually a brave thing to do and there was no underlying meaning to what he sent to me. It was just that he, yeah, was saying good job. I've had other agents call me and say the same thing. I'm enjoying it. Keep going. I've had clients do the same thing. So if I hadn't got out of my own way and started it, I would never have started it. And another part of the get out of your own way lesson was that a friend of mine told me his wife saw an ad for my podcast and said, what's this shit? And I think I was episode, maybe episode 20 in by then, and I'd already had some feedback from my competitors and I'd had some feedback by clients. But if I'd heard that when I was sort of one or two episodes in, I would have stopped. So in hindsight, looking back, as to how I would have reacted, it, the lesson in that and getting out of your own way is stop listening to everyone else. If it feels right and you feel like you're on the right track with something, stop listening to other people because, you know what, I would have definitely stopped if I'd heard that. And I actually, and I hope I haven't offended them, but I actually sent him a message saying, thank you for telling me that that was said because oh, this is what I've learned from that. That, you know, I, you, you can overanalyze and you can't, that white noise in your head and that crazy person in your head that I've said before, if they were sitting beside you, if that crazy person in your head was sitting beside you on the, on the couch, you'd be going, will you shut up? You wouldn't listen to them. You'd think you're, there's a lunatic in my house. So that you've got to stop listening to those lunatics in your head and stop worrying about what other people say because people say stuff. And a lot of people say stuff without thinking or without really meaning how you take it. So, yeah, get out of your own way. Stop worrying about that stuff. 
Getting out of your own way can be so liberating. You know, it, if you take a step back and reflect on your lives, it becomes easier to identify any self-imposed obstacles that are holding us back. And these are stopping you achieving your goals. You've got to take a more mindful approach. Get rid of the fears, get rid of the doubts, anything that's getting in your way that's, that's stopping you reaching your highest potential. Don't allow this to happen. What other people think and what other people say about you is none of your business. You want to make the biggest impact in your life and really overanalyzing. And perfectionism is another way to get in your own way. When you're waiting for something to be perfect and you're not starting something because it's not perfect, get out of your own way. So I go through this in my other episode. It's actually episode 16 and it's called Get Out of Your Own Way. And you know what? If I'd heard what that person had said before episode 16, I would have stopped and I would have even got to episode 16. Remember, you don't need to ask anyone for permission to do anything. You don't need anybody's opinion to do something. Go with your gut. Do what you want to do. Do what you think is right because no one else can tell you what to do and you shouldn't be asking them anyway. I mentioned this in in episode 16, but I was always, always, always waiting for the big boys, boys club to reach out and tell me that I was doing a good job in this industry and I was good enough to be part of the club. But I stopped caring about that when I got out of my own way and I thought I'm not going to ask for their permission. I'm not going to look for any acceptance. I'm going to do exactly what I want to do. And once I stopped caring about that, that's when they were reaching out to me. And I love that, but I didn't need it anymore. So that's the difference. It's very nice to get it. But if you keep waiting, you're never going to get permission. Just do it anyway. Okay. So I think I've babbled on enough about getting out of my own way. I need to get out of my own way now and tell you what lesson three was. And that was valuing my worth. Now, once upon a time, and once upon a time means in 2022, last year, I was still under a belief system that because I wasn't in a big corporate company and I wasn't, my office wasn't in a beautiful big glass tower in in a CBD And I was surrounded by other commercial agents wearing beautiful suits and nice shiny shoes. And there was, I didn't have three levels of administration. And more importantly, that I was female in a male dominated world that I needed to cut my fees in order to compete and secure the listings. Now, I thought that right up until last year. Dangerous. Now, it dawned on me, I'm a slow learner clearly, but it dawned on me and you know, the the bigger picture for that was I don't have the overheads that those particular agencies have. So I'm not paying for that big tall glass building and I'm not paying for the three levels of administration. I run a pretty tight ship. I do have a PA and I outsource a lot of stuff for my marketing and I do have the same sort of expenses, but not on the scale that these guys do. So my justification in my head was I don't have the overheads, so I don't need to charge the same fees. But it dawned on me after citing the fee structure for another agency that I was somewhat, not dramatically, but I was still selling myself short. And it bothered me because I thought, hang on a minute, we're all doing the same job here. We're all getting the same results. 
Why, regardless of the overhead problem, why do I need to sell myself short? So I spoke to a few clients about it and I said, you know, what? how do you feel about agents' fees and how they're charging and do they vary substantially between the bigger corporates, et cetera? And the general consensus was they simply wanted results and they were happy to pay more for it and they were happy to pay the right agent to do the jobs. Now, one of my clients said to me, they're more likely to go with the best agent, not the cheapest agent, because you typically get what you pay for. <gasps> like drop. It dawned on me at that very moment that I could be sending a negative message to my new clients by cutting my fees. I do give my long-term clients discounts, but new clients, I'm cutting my fees to get this listing while I'm pitching. Does that mean I'm sending them a message that I'm not actually good enough. I'm not as good as the others. Now, I actually consider myself to be a very good agent, one of the best around. I have an excellent track record and I really pride myself on my project work because most of the time I'll have them sold out before the concrete's even dry. Now, there's not too many agents that can say that. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy with myself, just saying. But the big picture is I don't need to cut my fees and you really need to put value in what your worth is. So have a step back, have a look at it. You know, valuing your own worth is an essential step in achieving success and personal growth. And the big picture is when you appreciate your own set of skill sets and you appreciate your own values, others will see this as well and it will lead to more and more opportunities. When you value yourself even if you have to turn someone away, you turn a client down, no, I'm, I can't help you because, you know, they might say, look, this is what we want to pay. We're not going to pay any more than this. And you walk away from that deal and you value yourself in it. You can, you can hold your head up high and that you will ooze that confidence in believing what your value is worth and you'll carry it into the next deal. Don't keep selling your soul to the devil to get the deal done. Hold your head up high, have some confidence, and then, yeah, let people know you're worth it. You are so worth it. So what lessons did you learn in 2022? You need to sit down and write down the three biggest lessons you learned. It might take a little bit of time to work it out, but they'll work out the top three, the things that you really need to pull apart and work out what you can grow from, what you can learn from last year, make this year a better year. I mean, we've all learned valuable lessons and some of us, lots of them, particularly me, and learning from our mistakes is how we evolve. So it's not, it's important to take the time, break it down and make 2023 an even bigger and better year than last year. With a positive attitude and determination, belief in yourself you'll be able to reach all of those goals that you wrote down in the back of your diary and categorize them. That was the last podcast. So let's get started and make 2023 the best year we've ever had. I'm here with you. So let's do this. And that's pretty much a wrap for episode 30. So let's just do a little bit of a recap. We talked about, well, I talked about the three biggest lessons I learned for myself. Number one, stand up for yourself. I want you to do this too. Lean in read the book, Cheryl Sandberg. She is awesome. She's working at Facebook and she's standing up for herself. So yeah, stand up for yourself, male or female, whoever you are, 
when you believe in something, when you feel like you're getting ripped off, when you feel like you're not being listened to, stand up for yourself. Learn from my mistake. Don't do that. Lesson number two was get out of your own way. Don't listen to other people's opinions. Don't listen to other people's advice. Dig deep and go with what you want to do and stop worrying about what other people think. Stop asking for permission. Stop waiting for people to say it's okay for you to go and do something. Just go and do it. And stop waiting for it to be perfect too. Perfectionism is definitely something that's going to get in your way. Procrastination, perfectionism, those sorts of things, they are goal killers. So just railroad over the top of those two things and get started. And value your worth, lesson number three. You need to value your worth, your experience, your unique personality and skills, the things that make you different to everyone else. You need to put some value on those. And I learned a big lesson last year and I want you to do the same thing. I want you to put some value in yourself. And yeah, and that's pretty much it. So yeah, don't do what I do. Had a mic drop moment where I realized that, you know, by cutting myself short, I was actually sending a negative message and that's, yeah, that was kind of um, another epiphany really for me. But that's it. That's episode 30. My name is Sandra Carter. I'm a commercial agent. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook under Sandra Carter Commercial Agent. My new hashtag is Selling with Sandra, hashtag Selling with Sandra. So if you want to follow my blogs or my posts or anything to do with this podcast, um, yeah, just maybe follow my hashtag and you'll be able to see it all. So until next time, keep selling hard and write down your life lessons from last year and learn from those and smash that glass ceiling. Now I've told you about M2 Moringa. I've told you what it does. You need to go and look at the website and have a look at the news. The Moringa is a miracle tree and it just does everything. I seriously replace all of my friends. So get onto the website. It's Till next time.